1: Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs, across the world or across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Thank you for listening today to Exploring Missions. This is Nathan Harper. We hope that you're having a great weekend, a great day, and today we want to do a little something different for our our program. I have a special guest here with me, a friend of mine, dear friend of mine, uh, Lee, we've served together for a few years over in Atlanta, Georgia. And Lee's going to tell us a little bit about some of his travels and journeys and experiences with the Lord. But today our main focus is to call the church, call all of you that are listening to join us in, in prayer and seeking God's face and interceding for a specific group of people. And today we want to talk about people, the people of Turkey. And some of you, I'm sure if you listen to the show, you know probably where Turkey is and maybe a little bit about the country of Turkey. It's that over in Central Asia. And in fact, Turkey kind of straddles two continents. It's the only, one of the only places that you can find in two continents. A little bit of it is in Europe. And the majority of the land area of Turkey is in Asia. And if you read in the Bible especially the book of Acts, you see reference to Asia Minor many times, how Paul and uh, his companions would take missionary journeys into, in and out of, and through Asia Minor. Well, modern-day Asia Minor is the country of Turkey. And so we want to talk about what God is doing there and what we see happening and how we can pray for the gospel work to multiply there. In Turkey you have a generally you have a population of more than 75 million people. And the capital is Ankara, but you probably have, have heard of the largest city in Turkey called Istanbul. It used to be known as Constantinople, and at one time, a long time ago, Constantinople was the center of Christianity. But now it's a it's a Muslim center. It's a very important region and country and, and area for Islam. And so we want to pray for Turkey, for the people there, but to help us do that, we brought in our friend Lee, who's going to tell us a little bit about Turkey. And Lee, if you don't mind, just tell us why Turkey is of interest to you and maybe how God, because um, that's not always been the case for you, right? No, not all, not until recently, two years ago. So up to two years ago, what were you doing before that?
0: Well, I had done some refugee work in in the Atlanta area and worked with different groups, just trying to help and serve and meet the needs of refugees and welcome them into the country because it's kind of a very difficult situation when you come from the other side of the world to the United States. Things just aren't quite the same. So I was doing that. Before that, we had worked. My wife and I and our family had worked down on the border of mexico and had done some work there among the poor and we had worked with single mothers and just in a lot of different ways just serving the people there but for some reason uh two years ago turkey came up on my uh, to my attention and some friends were talking about the the huge refugee movement there and i was just kind of astounded at how many you know we we think in the u.s we have a lot of refugees coming in like oh well, But nothing near the the volume that Turkey has had. There's numbers that are somewhere around four and a half million that have come in in the last few years. And most of those are from
1: Syria and the conflict there in in Syria that's taken place.
0: Exactly. That's the majority, almost all of them, because Syria is bordering there and they're coming in, just flooding in and and
1: just looking for peace, looking for somewhere to raise their families. So God used that to kind of put Turkey on your radar Going back a little bit, we mentioned at the beginning how you can find mention of Asia Minor in the Bible and now that it's modern day Turkey, but I want to read a, a passage of scripture and as we talk about these things and as we especially pray and our our focus is to we wanna see the gospel multiply and see Jesus transform people's lives. Not just in Turkey, but everywhere among all peoples, among all nations. We would love to see it happen like it happened in the Bible. And I want to read a passage out of the book of Romans, Romans chapter 15, starting in verse 17. And this is Paul writing to the church in Rome about how he's going to, he plans to come through Rome on his way to Spain. But he's getting sidetracked because he's about to go to Jerusalem. We know what happens in Jerusalem. He's arrested in Eventually, he does make it to Rome, but under arrest, not kind of how as he planned. But as he's writing about his plans to uh, the church at Rome, he mentions about the work that took place in Asia Minor, the gospel, how it spread and multiplied, and churches were planted and new disciples were made. And so I want to read Romans 15, verse 17 and following. Paul writes, Therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the powers of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So, from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. And he goes on to say that there's no place left in those regions for him to do his work. So that's why he's wanting to go on to Spain, where there's people who have not heard the gospel yet. But he said from, from Jerusalem around to Illyricum. That's We know where Jerusalem is. Illyricum is, is basically modern-day Greece. So really he's talking about the country, what we would say the country of Turkey is now, that land area, that Asia Minor peninsula. In those days, people estimate Get this, Lee. They they estimate there were about twelve million people living in on the on the area of Asia Minor in that time. Paul's ministry at this point they're estimating was about fourteen fifteen years. Can you imagine? He's saying that the gospel has fully been proclaimed in, among all those people. They have access to the gospel now. In fifteen years, twelve million or more people have the opportunity to hear the gospel and follow Jesus. Sounds like he was a busy guy. <laughs> yeah. Now, Paul wasn't doing it all by himself. Right, right. But how does that happen? It, it's, it's through multiplication. It's through many workers spreading the gospel, praying. He talks about signs and wonders, God doing amazing things, and people being trained and, and learning to share the gospel with others and who make disciples, and then they make disciples, and churches are planted. That's not going on currently so much in Turkey today. But it did a long time ago back in back in this time. And our prayer is that it happens again. But at this time let's go back to your story, Lee, of how God kinda put Turkey on your radar. What happened after you kind of started sensing a burden for the Turkish people?
0: Well, I just began I just started praying. I think everything that God is gonna do starts out of prayer so I heard that the huge refugee numbers, and I had refugee friends here in the U.S. from different countries all over the Middle East, North Africa, and, and other countries in Asia. And I started thinking, wow, this is astounding. The numbers are just overwhelming. And so I said, well, maybe I, I started praying and asking the Lord, uh, do I need to go there and pray as well? And and prayed for several weeks and months, and I finally wound up going to Turkey and being, began praying a Talk to family members and friends and other, other followers of Jesus like myself, and asking them to pray with me, and just wanted to go go there and pray specifically pray in that country for the people, for the Turkish people, for the overwhelming numbers of immigrants that had come in there, and for what were some solutions, what were some ways we could help, we could serve, we could love, and stand beside the Turkish people because it just was overwhelming. And when I was there, I, I, I would ask occasionally, and and I, I did, you know, I was trying to be very careful and respectful because I'm in their country, of Turkey. Uh, what are some ways we can help? What are some things you need? And it, a lot of times, people just looked at me kind of strange. They were kind of like, "Wow, you want to help me in this?" And they were kind of sounded. And and sometimes the reception is not too good. And it's the same thing in the U.S. Sometimes when refugees come here, Americans are kind of like, well, what are you doing here? And so that's some, it's a similar, you know, and you have someone coming in your country and by the droves, it, it's kind of a tough thing. Right. So I began traveling around just praying and asking how we can help, how we can back here in Atlanta and the U.S. help the people of Turkey with this overwhelming problem and came home, began talking to friends uh, and different church groups and families and friends and just about how we can pray for Turkey and how we can possibly help with some of the issues that they're having there. Because the reality of it is Atlanta has has kind of been, because of the refugee movement there, a lot of people now have an interest Mm -hmm. worldwide here in Atlanta of how they can help, what they can do and serve and just love these people. So it's kind of started off as a prayer thing. And then all of a sudden, just my heart was broken, what I saw, what I heard. And now it's kind of like, okay, what can we do? How can we help? So
1: why pray? You said your main focus was to go over and pray. I guess two questions people might ask would be, why prayer? And is that all? And then another question might be, can't you pray from here in the States? Why do you you feel like you have to be there to pray?
0: Well, for me, prayer has just been a, a huge part of my life. I grew up uh, in a home where we all were followers of Jesus. We all loved Jesus. We all we just prayed. It was part of what we did. So it's part of who I am, but I've learned more and more as I've gotten a little bit older how important, how crucial prayer is. And as I've worked more and more in different countries, I've realized there's a huge need for prayer and something we call prayer walking. It's just walking and just praying and praying and what you see there and the people you see. But also sitting there's something about sitting down with people in a country in turkey and hearing how they struggle and and what's going on in their country and any kind of instability and things that are happening how things are sitting down and hearing them hearing from their heart you know what's going on how they're dealing with it and their their hopes their fears their insecurities And I'll tell you, the first trip, uh, my heart was just broken as I sat down and talked to some of the the Turkish people there, and I stayed in homes, and I'd go to cafes and shops, just their uncertainty about the future because their country was changing in ways that they didn't understand. I I really do believe there is something powerful about praying in a country for people. Yes, you can pray anywhere, and, and, and God hears you, and that prayer can be answered anyway, but there's something about being there in the country, in the city, walking the streets, traveling on the buses, eating in the shops, the cafes, visiting homes. There's something powerful about that. You get more of a sense and of a need and an urgency. And uh, I mean, and you look at, I mean, just go and look at the New Testament. What did Jesus do? He he literally, you know, he could have fixed everything, done everything from <laughs> heaven, but he came down to earth. He was God Emmanuel, God with us. And I think there's something about that we miss so often as Jesus followers is that sometimes the most important thing we can do is be with people Mm. in need and walk right beside them. Just as Jesus did, he came down here. He had to experience it to be right here among us. And so for me, I'm very relational and I love to be with people. I love to understand culture and languages. And I, and I've tried learning Turkish, I, th- I think I'm up to 21 words now, maybe. <laughs> well,
1: that's more than me, so that's yeah. good.
0: Yeah, I'm really getting, you know, I'm, I'm almost a baby now. And there's something <laughs> about learning by being there. And then it, it creates a different a different attitude and a burden in your heart when you've seen it, tasted, touched it, you've been there, and you've heard the stories. Mm. And so that's
1: kind of, for me, why it's so important. Yeah. And I think of, you know, in the Old Testament, you have an example of Nehemiah, how when he got to Jerusalem, when the the very first thing he did before any construction or organization of building walls happened, he snuck out at night and went walking around the perimeter and uh, checking things out and seeing what just for his, with his own eyes and, and being there and being present. Paul, when he would get to Athens in the New Testament in Acts, Acts 17, he would go and walk around the city and he would notice all the uh, idols built, and uh, you know, I even noticed there was an idol constructed for the unknown God, and, and, and so when you're there, you can notice things, and you know more specifically what to pray for, how to pray, uh, but you also mentioned how you were talking to many people, I'm, I'm assuming you were talking to many Muslim people, you were talking to refugees, you probably talked to even believers as few as there are in in Turkey. Uh, this radio program, the headquarters are in the state of Mississippi. There are more believers, as far as we know, there are more believers in Jesus in the small county of Mississippi where American Family Radio has its headquarters. There are more believers here in Lee County, Mississippi, than there are in the whole country of Turkey and a population of over 75 million people. It's kind of, that's hard to really Grasp and put in our heads. In fact, the city of Istanbul has been called the most unevangelized city on earth. What over 20 million people in? Yeah, in that's Istanbul. the current number and growing. <laughs> yeah, and it's crowded, right? It, it is. It's a big place. So, you know, being there, being with people, talking with people. Uh, maybe can you tell us a little bit about some of the people? Uh, maybe some of the interactions you've had with people. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Both believers and and non-believers.
0: Yeah, uh, I met... I mean, the bulk of the people I met were Turkish. And a lot of times I would send homes or I would just meet people, friends of friends. And I want to tell you, Turkish people are unbelievable. The hospitality there... I mean, I grew up in the South and I thought we knew about hospitality in the U.S., but we don't have anything. (laughs) And traveling and living in Latin America as well, I thought, well, you know, Mexicans and Guatemalans and these others, they have... But the Turkish people, their hospitality is unbelievable. Everywhere I went... There was always someone serving food, always someone bringing me some chai, some tea, asking if you need water. Do you know how to get to your next destination? Everything like that. So I was really. They would impressed. just give you
1: directions, right? They, what were they when you'd ask directions how to get somewhere? What would happen?
0: A lot of times they would take you to the the place you need to go. <laughs> they would literally walk or get the taxi for you or put you on the bus. I had one occasion where I was uh, I had actually gone over to the European side of Istanbul, just one of my last days there. I was there a couple of years ago, just walking around, seeing some of the historical sites. It's just such a beautiful city, and the history there is amazing. I mean, you got the Blue Mosque, Hagia Sophia, Taksim Square, all these incredible places. And I was over there, and I got lost, and I yeah. couldn't find my way back. Easy I, to do there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there's only 20 million people there, and it's all over two continents, and you've got... Uh, a of public transportation so i was at a bus stop and i was really struggling and here here comes prayer again i said lord i do not know how to get back please help me find a way back and then an older man came up to the bus stop just a few maybe a minute or so after and i was hoping he spoke a little bit of english because my turkish back then was only about 10 words now it's 21 and i asked him and told him where I needed to go. And I happened to have a metro map. Didn't have a physical, but I had a metro map. And I told him where I needed to go. And he said, oh, Okay, yes, I will get on the bus and I'll show you. I thought he was going to get me to the next stop and tell me. He literally took me to the next, took me up from the bus to the ferry where I would get on the boat. He got on the boat with me, took me over to the other side to Asia, and then walked me all the way to the metro station, got me on. On the metro and said now go to the city you're going to go and here it is on your stuff i'm like he took an hour and a half well wow. traveled from where he's from over here all the way over to another continent literally <laughs> yeah to show me home and, and he never knew he, he didn't know who i was so the hospitality of turks is amazing and that's just one story yeah i have many 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 stories where when i didn't have somewhere to go uh, another story a friend of mine said oh well a turkish friend of mine said oh well why don't you go stay with my family? They live down in this area where you're going to be traveling, and I'll just call them up and see what they say. I thought he was going to call them later, maybe the next day. He called them right there when I was standing there and just talked to his brother and his family, and they said, Oh, yeah, sure. Have him come on down tomorrow. I was like, Wow. I mean, we would never do yeah. that in the U.S. A strange white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh, come
1: over and stay with us from another country. Exactly. These
0: tourists, it's like American guys. I oh no. So. It's been amazing to me, to, to the hospitality there. And so, you know, I, I, when I come back home and I tell people these stories, they go like,
1: yeah, I can't believe it. Well, no, it's true. I actually experienced it. It sounds like so many people that, that uh, go on, whether it's a short-term mission trip or whether it's um, uh, experiencing other cultures or just trying to minister and, and serve in Jesus' name with another group of people, uh, we go to be a blessing and we return feeling that we were the ones who were blessed. I know that's been your story and, and, and the case for you because you've told me so many things. Anything before we get into uh, specific ways to pray and things that we want to praise God for, anything else you want to share with us?
0: Um, You know, I've got like a hundred stories. Yeah. So we could do we have like 10 or 15 hours? No, we don't. Um, there's so many stories, I think. Some of some of the things that, one of the things I really saw on my last trip there this past year was really there's a hunger there and there's a desire to have hope, to have joy, to have peace, to see better things and better days. And when I talked to university students, and I met several university students, and the good thing about them is they all speak really good English, mm. so that was great. I saw that in all of them. They really had a they they had hopes and dreams and and they they wanted to have peace but they just weren't having that then. And what I tr- I tried to talk to them as many as I, as as possible and share them. You know, hey, that's exactly who Jesus is. Yeah, he brings hope, he brings peace, he brings love, he brings joy. It's who who he is. I mean, you know, you even look at First uh, John four where that there's this talking about the love of God and loving others. And it says that one short little passage says, God is love. Hmm. So if you're looking for love, it's God, it's Jesus. It's in the person of him. And so I, I, I saw that this last trip when I was there, that university students are so hungry, so wanting to know how to have hope, how to have joy, to peace. And so it was cool that I could share that with them. Just just talk to them about Jesus. What he who, who's all about, you know, what he is, and tell them a story about him. And they're very receptive. It's kind of like the opposite of years ago. We worked with some college students in the Atlanta area, and Americans, and it's like you know, just getting them to listen to you is like pulling teeth, you know, yeah. getting. <laughs> Whereas these students in Turkey and most of them are Turkish. There are a few I met some from other countries as well. That were there because Istanbul is a very, very diverse city, right. and you've got the number I heard is about a million university students in well wow. in Istanbul. Well, you know, you got 20 million people. You should have at yeah. least some.
1: Million. There you go.
0: But but uh, seeing that really was a powerful testimony of of how much God loves them. Remember that verse: God is love. He He loves them so much. He's showing them wh- who it is that they're mm-hmm. hungry
1: for, and that is Jesus. Yeah, so you mentioned the hunger, especially among university students. We would say they're hungry for God's kingdom without knowing the king yet. Exactly. That's what we want (laughs) to see happen is that they're introduced to Jesus, the king. With a couple minutes, what are some other things we want to praise God for how he's working? What are some ways you're seeing God work in Turkey? I would say, and this sounds kind of crazy, but it is true, is that Turks
0: are beginning to see because are they're, they're seeing refugees come in but they're they're in they're hearing about some of them are uh, followers of Jesus and they're, and they're disciples of Jesus and they're they're seeing that Christianity isn't just a Western religion it could also be an Eastern religion because hmm. I mean so much of the Muslim world I think they feel that Christianity is this Western religion with all these things and this but the reality is when they're seeing people from their region, whether it's Iraq, Iran, Syria or, or wherever, that are followers of Jesus and they see how they live it out in front of them, they're going like, wow, well maybe this isn't just for Westerners, you know, for Americans and Europeans and whomever. And so that's a really cool thing. That's a really, yeah, an awesome thing to see nowadays because then there's a chance just to talk about Jesus, just to share him and who he is and his love and his story of how he came to earth. Mm. And, You know, that's a huge breakthrough because sometimes these stereotypes and these barriers that we have built up about what we think about another culture, another religion, another people, they stop us from something that can be so incredible, like knowing who Jesus really
1: is. Well, we want to praise God for how he's working there and how he's drawing people to himself and even using a refugee crisis to do that. What are some ways, though, as we as we close here in a couple minutes? How can we, the church, be praying for for the people of Turkey, for those who have not heard the gospel yet? Because there are so many millions who have still not heard the gospel living there in Turkey. How can we be praying?
0: I think one thing we can definitely be praying. There's, there's been a lot of instability. A lot of things have happened, changed in the country in the last few years since they had a, a military coup in 2016 of July. I think we could pray for peace. Hmm. Begin praying for peace and for opportunities for, for, for Turks and others there to, to encounter uh, followers of Jesus who have that peace and who know that and have a relationship with him so they can encounter them because they definitely need peace. And, you know, there, there's been several who have been arrested in the tens of thousands since then, uh, several who have lost their jobs because of the, the, the political changes and stuff. And so we can begin praying for people that they won't lose their jobs, right. that they won't be arrested, praying for that. And and if they are, that Christians, followers of Jesus there, will will help them out in some way. We'll come mm. to their aid in some way and help them out. I think we can also be praying for a lot of the students that I spoke of, university students who are hearing about Jesus. We can be praying that, they'll truly live it out they'll truly live out the love and the joy and the peace of Jesus so their families can see that mm-hmm. and know that it's real yeah. jesus is real he's not just
1: some story he's mm-hmm. real what else i know there are um churches there that are actually very uh at risk but they're doing the work they're sharing the gospel they're preaching the gospel they're giving out Bibles even, and things like that. How can we pray for the church there in in Turkey? I
0: would say just pray for their protection and their peace and for wisdom and guidance as they do what they're doing there. And, and, and you know, some of them, uh, they're being deported or they're not getting visas re- re- returned. As Some foreign workers and some others are having some issues. So just pray for peace for them and for protection it's really there's some really difficult times there and sitting down and talking to some of the, the believers there it's been very difficult so just pray for wisdom, guidance, protection and peace for those believers there
1: so we've been talking with Lee who uh, has been in the country of Turkey and God's been using in many ways to pray and seek the peace of Turkey and for the people there and specifically that they will come to know the Prince of Peace the King, Jesus Christ. And it's our prayer that you join us in these prayers and that you will join us in interceding for the people of Turkey. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions today. May God bless you as you are a blessing to those around you.